Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Ask Pat episode 410. Thank you for joining me today. As always, I'm here to answer your online business questions five days a week. We have a great question today from Ganete. But before we get to that, I do want to thank today's first sponsor, which is lynda.com. If you go to lynda.com slash askpat, you can actually get a 10-day free trial to this amazing platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses, everything from helping you with new software that comes out to helping you with business fundamentals and everything. I've actually used it quite a bit for learning how to use my DSLR camera, which is great. I know Mindy, my assistant, uses it as well for a lot of things. So again, you can try it out. 10 days for free, completely all access to all videos by going to lynda.com slash askpat, L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash askpat. All right, here is Ganete's question. Hello, how are you, Pat? I'm Ganete Edwards from ganete.com, and I have a question for you. You speak often about your site getting hacked and how you ran and recorded a video and all of that, but... My question is, what have you learned since getting hacked? Because I know I have a fear of it, and I know others around the world do as well. So what did you learn from it? What do you think would have prevented it? And what do you do now just to make sure it doesn't happen again? Let me know. I'd love hearing from you, and I'm sure everyone else will as well. Have a great one. Hey, Ganete, thank you so much for the question. And actually, it's funny because I'm actually recording this on Periscope right now as we speak. And you're not here. You're always on my Periscope. So I, I'm sorry that you're not here to catch this live uh, unless you came in late. But uh, yeah, I hope this answer helps you. And it's going to help a lot of other people too. So just a quick background story. March 2013, I was hacked, meaning I had a DDoS attack, which is, uh, I don't even know what that means. It just means Hackers were trying to do stuff to my site, and my site went down for a week. And when you're making money online, or even if you're trying to build a business and you have yet to make money online, it really sets you back. I lost about, I calculated that I lost between ten to fifteen thousand dollars during that time because I wasn't able to make any sales. Now, there's a lot of things I did learn about that experience, and it probably was just made worse because of the timing. I would, I had just left to go to San Francisco to film some stuff, and then this thing happened, and I was on the call with the servers and, uh, you know, the hosting company, and just everything went back. Bad. Uh, and and it, no, it was not Bluehost. It was it was another hosting company. I'll tell you about that in a second. And they just failed to help me out. But here's what I learned. I wrote down 11 things to help you when thinking about your website getting hacked. I mean, yes, it's like one of the worst things that can happen. You think it's just kind of like invasive. Like it's like somebody's touching your – like I don't even want to talk about it. It just feels gross, right? Like when somebody does that to you. I mean why do people do it? I have no idea. They're just bored and they have nothing else better to do. It's just kind of sad. But here's the number one thing I learned. I learned that it is possible. It happens. And I never thought it would happen to me. And I know a lot of you feel that about things like this too, but it could happen. And there's a lot of people out there doing bad things. So you definitely don't want it to happen. So that's the number one thing I learned that it is actually possible and it could happen to you. I thought I was invincible and uh, invisible and I was not. So number two, the number two thing I learned was that I also could prevent it as well. There were things I could have done to prevent it, which I learned later on, but it is a preventable thing, or you can at least make it harder for people, especially those kind of silly hackers that just try to make and wreak havoc, and they are not like – I mean we're at a point now where if there was a super hacker, they could probably get through anything, right? I mean there, there's this black hat conference that happens in Vegas, I think. And it's just insane what they're, what they're able to do. But you could make it harder, and the harder you make it, the, the more of these kinds of people you're going to kind of weed out when, when it comes to your website. And it's a little scary, and I'll talk more about 
what's possible too. But number three, I also learned about the importance of an email list. Now, when my site went down, think just, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that I had an email list because I was still able to keep in constant contact with my audience and keep them up to date and, and not lose them and, and still provide value to them as well. It was so important for me to email my audience and tell them what was up. And also what I did was I shot a video with Caleb because we were in San Francisco and I said, hey, I'm gonna shoot a video, put it on YouTube and I had a YouTube channel as well. So that was great. So my Be Everywhere strategy was helping me in this situation because I was on multiple platforms and um, Periscopers are telling me not to pick my nose. Did I pick my nose? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> there, I just did it again. But I did a YouTube video. I sent it to my email list and everybody was very supportive and just like, hey, hang in there, Pat, we're here for you. And that was very comfortable to know as well. So the the, the email list is great because if even if my site were to die and it were to go uh, away forever, I at least had my email list and I could set up shops somewhere else. So the email list is definitely one of the number one things that you should have. And I'll be talking a lot more about email in the upcoming months here on SPI. Number four, there are people out there who specialize in website security. I hired somebody after, and I wish I'd gotten in contact with this person before, obviously, but my guy, Brian, he is amazing, and he just helped make sure, like, he's a web security genius, and he just makes sure that things, uh, you know, he puts in a lot of high-level stuff, and I know I, I'm, I'm quite open and honest and, and, and very out there and very exposed, so he, he puts in a lot of things that I don't even know what happens in, in, in order to kind of stop uh, hackers from coming. Um, but th there's one specific thing he did that worked really well. I mean, he installed a couple plugins like the uh, Limit Login Attempts plugin, which is a WordPress plugin, and that is a way for people to um, – actually, for you to limit people when they try to log into your website. And it's scary because it keeps track of how many people actually try to log into your website, and every day there are at least 100 people. There are 100 people that try to log in to Smart Passive Income. They don't get through. But isn't that scary? There's 100 people around the world every single day who is like, I'm going to try to get into Pat's site. Like that's really scary. Uh, a couple of people on Periscope also uh, saying WordFence. WordFence I know is another great plugin that you can use uh, as well. But yeah, there are 100 people that are all trying to log in with different uh, things like my name and, and other things. They don't know what my login is, and, and, and that's good. But the other thing is most people are logging in through admin as the username, which is the default one when you set up a WordPress site. So if your website username or your WordPress username is admin, you better change that because that is really scary because that's like the most common one. And people who are hacking know to use that one because a lot of people don't take the time to create these unique usernames. In addition to that, you should also create unique uh, passwords. Very long passwords. I use a tool called 1Password. This last pass as well. But I love 1Password because it just, you know, I have hundreds of different websites that I have to log into. And each of them have these like 25 character uh, with numbers and letters and symbols, like things I could never possibly remember. And I don't want to have them written down, of course. It would just take forever to log in. So I use 1Password to help me log in, and that has helped a lot. Um, another thing is it, it, you should work with your servers or your hosting company to make sure that things are secure as well, even before things happen. But, but if, if, if things happen afterwards, you got to get on them. Get on that chat. Call their phone number. The phone number is the best way to go because not a lot of people actually use the phone. A lot of people go through live chat. A lot of people go through email for some of the you know mild to medium uh, uh, situations that are going on. But if, if you have a hot situation where somebody's hacking your site, call them. And uh, hopefully if they're a good hosting company, they're going to help you out as well. Unfortunately, the one that I had, which was Servant, servant.net, 
for whatever reason, it would just they were not being helpful at all, and I dropped them, and I've since moved on to Linode.com. Now, I started on Bluehost, and I moved to Servant because I had just upgraded past shared server. Still recommend Bluehost, of course. Obviously, for those of you who follow SPI, still recommend Bluehost. Still use it for a number of my sites as well. Servant was a good middle company. I used a VPS server, a virtual private server, and that worked okay until this hacking situation, and I just was not happy with their customer service. So I dumped them, and I went to Linode.com, L-I-N-O-D-E, and that's been working out great uh, too. Uh, so save passwords, uh, make sure you get in contact with a hosting company, use the phone number if you have to, and really push them hard. If your site's down, make sure that they know that this is, I mean, I lost ten to $15,000, so you can lose a lot of money and time as a result of this as well. Uh, another thing that I like to do, uh, especially not just with your website, but a lot of sites that you might have access to, like banking sites and PayPal and uh, uh, Dropbox and other all these other sites, as much as you can, especially email Try to try to engage or or incorporate two step verification. Now it is definitely it, it is definitely an inconvenience to have to do that, uh, where you have to kind of get a, a text message with some fo- with some digits in it and then put that into the second step. But again, this is this is your stuff, your private stuff, your your business, your your livelihood that you that that is there. So you want to protect that as much as possible. So these two-step verification. So what happens is when I sign in to Gmail, for example, to access my smartpassiveincome.com email, it then asks me to put in my PIN number. But it sends me that PIN number over my phone. So that way hackers, even if they get past that first barrier, they can't get past that second one unless they have access to my phone, uh, which is still scary to think about. But it's definitely less likely to do that. So the two-step verifications are very important. And that's probably the only thing the Apple Watch has actually been very helpful for because I don't have to go into my phone to check. I just check my wrist uh, when I get those verifications. But it's been very helpful. And, of course, just the peace of mind that comes with being secure like that Taking that extra step goes a long way as well. I know there's a lot of people out there that are getting hacked, and 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 these two-step verifications can really help stop that. There's also another company that I want to give a shout-out to, and that's Sakuri. I don't know exactly how to pronounce this, but it's S-U-C-U-R-I. So Sakuri, like security, but Sakuri, uh, S-U-C-U-R-I. And they are, I think it's security.net or security.com, but you can check it out. It's the website security one. And I have them uh, installed on my site too to keep track of anything. And what happens is if, is if something happens on your site, they will automatically email you and take control and not take control, but they will help you out through that through those situations as well. They have really good uh, kind of website cleanup and they can, can find malicious code and, and alert you for those types of things. So security.com uh, is a great company. I use it as well. Um, and then here's the final tip, and this is for those of you who are who have a business who that is making money. I, w- I would definitely look into business insurance as well. I was lucky enough to have insurance during this time. I haven't really talked about this this uh, that much, but I did get a little bit of money back as a result. So there was this really long process that happened after I got hacked, after I got back online, where I had to share all the email correspondences with the people that were helping me come back on all the correspondences and forum messages with uh, servant.net and then the other people that were helping me. But I had business insurance, and after a while, they checked out the case, and they said that they would be able to reimburse me for about 3500 bucks of the ten to 15000 that I lost. Now, obviously, it's a little bit tougher because with affiliate sales, which is the bulk, bulk of my income, I mean, a lot of it comes as a result of promotions, blog posts that go out, and, and emails and that sort of thing. Now, was I going to run promotions and emails during that time? I don't know. It's just, you know, it's hard to, to gauge. So they had to kind of put this algorithm together, and uh, it, it, it was just kind of crazy how um, 
long that process took, but I did get a little bit of money back, which was great. So I would definitely look into business insurance as well. Um, the, there's also another tool that my I know my guy has used, uh, and I believe it's called Cloudflare. Now I I am not technical technically um, knowledgeable to help you through what that necessarily does or what it means, but I know that if you have a guy, he can help you through that. But uh, Cloudflare helps with the speed of this website and also with security as well, because I think if it goes down, it, it has sort of like these duplicate locations where it can then continue to serve the website, even if it was down in one particular area. So it would always continue to serve. It's, it is a CDN, a content delivery network. So I believe it is more used for the speed of your website and things like that. But I believe it also is there to help me with security as well. Um, it blocks logins and all that stuff. Um, a lot of people here in the Periscope use it as well. Uh, so Gannett, that's, that's a lot of sort of basic information, but a lot of really helpful stuff, I think. I mean, we could probably have... Um, and and I, I actually asked Brian to come on, my, my security guy, to come on the podcast. I need to ping him because I think that would be a great episode if he came back on and, and talked about this. Uh, but when it comes to insurance, uh, somebody in here is saying check with your state and, and, and make sure to check different prices and stuff. Uh, th there's a lot of options online as well to, to check. And I would just rec I would recommend starting with, with your network and, and people in, the, in this community. Um, so, yeah, uh, at least at least – you know the limit logins attempts plugin is 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 a good one. Um, at least get something like Security or or uh, Word Fence up and 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 having your good longer thought about usernames and passwords that that, that is at the least uh, what you should do. And of course, like I said, we could probably talk about this topic in way more depth. And 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 likely in the future, I will have some ultimate resource that's going to help you through this as well. Uh, but things are always changing. Hackers like kind of what viruses they're always changing right and always or bacteria that kind of learns how to be immune to the whatever is being trying to fight them and they kind of morph and turn into this other super bacteria i mean it's going to be a constant battle and that's that's the hardest thing but keep pushing forward there are always ways around and uh, i wish you all the best so Gannett, i hope that answers your question for everybody out there best of luck to you as well Gannette, we're going to send you an ask pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show and uh anybody else out there who has a question that you'd like to to feature uh, to have featured on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page. And uh, thanks to the speakpipe.com widget. I also want to thank today's second sponsor, which is Sidekick. Sidekick is a cool little tool for email by HubSpot. HubSpot is one of the most popular sort of uh, um, CRM marketing tools out there for businesses. And they have this thing called Sidekick. And I use it every day, actually. You can go to getsidekick.com slash pat. And what it does is you can get powerful contact insight right in your inbox. It seamlessly integrates with your email so that you can receive live notifications when someone opens and click on, uh, clicks on your emails. Actually, I got a couple while I was recording this episode. I didn't turn, that, turn them off, but a couple emails I sent earlier that I wanted to make sure people open. I saw that they were actually open. People are probably getting their last-minute Sunday night emails in. Uh, so go to getsidekick.com slash pat to get your first bleh, your first month of Sidekick for free. Again, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. And as always, I like to end with a quote. And today's quote is from Albert Einstein. He said, I am thankful for all of those who said no to me. It's because of them I'm doing it myself. Cheers, take care, and thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat tomorrow. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. 
for now at least. In this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.